This week, I welcome Mickey Kennedy of e-releases. Sit back, because you don't want to miss it. Welcome back to another edition of Ratchet Emirates Radio, strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm your host, Chris Jones. Have you ever wondered why some shops get all the press? How they seemingly get all of the media attention, whether they're talking about an acquisition or a new employee or an award they've won. How are they staying in front of the press? My guest today is Mickey Kennedy. Mickey is the founder and president of e-releases, the small business leader for press release distribution, now celebrating 22 years in business. He is an expert at helping small businesses increase their visibility and credibility, and he's here today to share some valuable insights on how shops can use the power of press releases to get the attention of editors and journalists so that they can get more media attention. Here's Mickey. Hey, Mickey, welcome to Ratchet and Wrench Radio. Glad to be here. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. I run e-releases. Uh, my name is Mickey Kennedy. I live in the Baltimore County, Maryland area. I am a classically trained poet. Around 25 years ago, I was finishing up a Master's of Fine Arts in Creative Writing with an emphasis in poetry. And I just assumed I was going to wait tables the rest of my life. And I did that for a summer after graduating and realized that wasn't for me. That's strenuous work. My knees hurt, my ankles hurt. Standing on concrete for 12 hours a day was just not for me. So uh, I decided I was going to find an office job. And uh, I ended up at a telecom research startup as employee number three. And they said, you're the writer, you're going to write press releases and send them out. So I, I did that. And I got a knack for determining what was a real interesting story behind the numbers and sending it out. We were using fax at the time. And I saw a lot of these people who would uh, I would fax to, they'd call me and say, could I just email it over? Because they wanted to copy and paste a lot of the stuff that we were putting out there, including the numbers and things like that. So that was the light bulb moment where I thought email was a natural progression. And so I spent about a year contacting journalists and ask if I could just email them press releases. And so I launched, it'll be 24 years this year. And uh, I just simply was a matchmaker, sending out press releases to journalists on uh, what they covered. And over the years, the Newswire approached me and said, hey, you should also send through us. And I said, hey, you charge like over $1,000 to move a release nationally over your network. My clients can't afford that. And so we came back and forth and we found a way in which we could work together that greatly reduced their labor. They have overnight editorial teams that don't do much, but they have to be there for these large corporate clients or people that might have to address something that's taking place in Asia or something like that. So um, we set up our all of our releases by uh, for next day by default, and it allows them to work on them overnight, setting them up without costing them additional labor. So I, I've been really pleased with how we've been able to work together with them as a Newswire partner. So our clients get the email distribution that we've always had, and they get that uh, distribution over a Newswire still for just a few hundred dollars each. 
Okay. And so for our audience who may not be aware of what a press release is, can you tell them briefly, what is a press release? It's basically just an announcement. It's usually written in the third person. Um, um, you, you know, the company that's releasing it is a source. Um, there's usually a dateline city and state of location is what normally goes there. Um, the headlines, the most important followed by perhaps a subhead that the subhead isn't required. And I, I, I challenge people not to include a subhead if you don't have something that's really important to say there, because you really want to lead into that first sentence of the paragraph, what it is that you're announcing. Uh, if you have anything to say in the first person, you usually put that in a quote, like a company quote, someone uh, at the shop or something like that. And then you're going to have a media contact, which is the person, which is probably the shop owner or something like that. Uh, that uh, media could reach out to if they have questions or want to get more information. The goal of it is not to get that press release out to a lot of places. I mean, that is a goal, but the the end result that we're looking for is to have that turned into articles. So journalists write articles based off of the information that was in that press release. Okay. And so part of you know having a press release written is making sure that you're newsworthy, right? How does a business determine whether the announcement they're going to make is something that's newsworthy? Correct. I would say that uh, 95% of what you probably are wanting to announce isn't newsworthy. Um, new hires aren't very newsworthy unless you've really got someone who's like well recognized in the industry or something like that. Um, I, I would challenge you to uh, shop owners to look inward for something that could be newsworthy. Um, journalists love stories. And uh, anything that you can do to create a story arc can can work really well. Um, I had a auto repair shop in Pennsylvania do really well and got like over 10 uh, auto trade publications picked it up as well as local newspapers, as well as many other daily newspapers across the country, not major outlets, but, you know, uh, regular outlets, their goal was looking for SEO juice. They had a new domain name because they lost theirs. It was tied to the yellow pages and it was convoluted, but uh, they had uh, a new domain name. They weren't ranking in their community any longer. And their SEO guy said, if you can get auto industry links, that's the best uh, thing for, you know, ranking really quickly. And so um, we did that. We did a survey, sent it out to other independent auto uh, trade shops, and we sent it through a trade association and uh, they sent it to their members. We got a lot of cool responses, surprisingly or not surprisingly. I, I, I always throw left field questions towards the end of the survey. It's a multi-page survey. So if someone abandons it, midway, you've still got half the responses. And at the end, we just had open field. And one of them was like, what's the strangest thing a customer or client left in their car while being repaired. And that was what really blew up. Uh, we had like over 50 really unique, interesting little things like a boa constrictor, grandma left in an urn that had to be retrieved after hours for a memorial, just lots of little fun stories and things like that. And, and that was what really resonated and created that human interest angle um, that did so well. And so, you know, a survey is the one thing that I always say in which you can claim that and manufacture the news yourself by doing a survey. And within your industry. Um, you know, that, that being said, there's, there's other ways to do it. I think that for most shop owners, they're local. And so I would challenge them rather than use a service like me, 
I think that you would probably do better targeting your local media. And um, really, this is just doing a little bit of research and determining who in your local market would write about you. Get some familiarity with the newspaper. If you're lucky enough to have a business magazine or a business newspaper, uh, pick up copies of that or get access to it and determine who writes in your industry, like, you know, around companies like you and ask for their email address. Um, they are not supposed to hide. They are supposed to be accessible. They're members of the community and you should be able to reach them with story ideas and stuff like that. So I say, you know, reach out to them as you have newsworthy ideas. Look at what's trending in your industry. If you could be plugged into that as an example, just give them a pitch. You don't have to write a press release in these instances. This is what we call pitching. It's just a really good story idea. That being said, if you can put a, together a good story idea and then put it together a really compelling quote, um, that a journalist can build a great story around an amazing quote. So if you put together something that says something very succinctly about this pitch that you're doing and, uh, you know, it's something that can't easily be paraphrased, has a little magic to it. You know, that's where to put your poetic hat on and, you know, really let the creative writing go. Uh, I, I think that you can send that out and have a pretty good uh, track record of getting some pickup. It may not happen initially, but, you know, when it comes to local media, like I said, there's probably just a few people that would probably write about you. And so it's a matter of finding out who they are and just pitching them ideas. And as you have newsworthy ideas, you know, get on their radar. What you will find is over time, uh, even when you don't get picked up from these pitches, when a journalist is doing a story and they're looking to plug in a local company and you've been pitching them on a regular basis, you'll come to their mind and they'll think of you and say, hey, I'm doing the story and I'd love to get your opinion about it or have a quote in the story from you and your perspective on how this might be influencing you. So I, I really think that local media is really great. Um, it's a great way to engage with your community, uh, get out there, get some exposure. Uh, your customers will love it when they see you in print. And a lot of people who have you know, perhaps driven by or heard of you will think, more about uh, possibly using you down the road uh, if, if they see you in print, because uh, it, it is like an implied endorsement that happens when an article gets written about you. Right. Yeah. And so what are your thoughts on tailoring press releases? Like, you know, perhaps a shop has uh, an offering where they've, or they've done an event where they've you know, provided auto repairs for free for a single mom and there's a parenting magazine in town or they've announced an, an expansion or an acquisition and there's a business media uh, in town. Like, what are your thoughts on tailoring? Is it, is it too much work or is it something that's really worthy of the, the chase? You can certainly tailor, but I think that the helping out a, a, you know, a single mother or something like that is something that even the daily papers would be interested in. The, the thing is you want to really flesh out the story. So who is this person? Why did you decide on her? What was, what's her story? And make that integral to it because journalists want to tell an arc, a story. I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, non-business publications, articles, and things like that, at what, like, your major newspaper is, is doing, a lot of them are just human interest stories. So what could you tailor in your messaging to really bring that out? And I think that, you know, you don't have to necessarily go to a parenting magazine, uh, you know, 
helping out a, a, um, a single mother is something that is universal. And I think that if you can tell a good story, put a great quote in there, as well as, you know, um, why you're doing this and build that, I think that you would have a pretty good chance of getting some local pickup. Pick up. Yeah, something I've noticed over the last few years is there's a lot of low-hanging fruit in terms of community papers who allow you to upload your own press releases. So you don't have to go through the journalists. They'll let you upload it. They'll just process it, push it through. And then that's like an easy way for you to get your news release on a website pretty quickly. It is. Now, some of those may not be like your main daily paper in your area, but you know there are weeklies and other community resources out there that do have a community. So, you know, explore every avenue. And if they have the ability to you to upload your own article or something like that, consider it because it's really a great way to, to get some exposure and stand out. And anybody who's on the internet, these, a lot of these articles are available. So your keywords are there. People in your community searching are, are going to gravitate and find these articles and, and hopefully gravitate towards you as well. So for the shop owner who doesn't fancy himself or herself a writer, uh, you know, what advice do you have for them in terms of getting someone to craft a press release and distribute it for them? Um, you know, you can go to ereleases.com and look at the footer. We have a link to press release samples. I think that that is, is really good for giving you an idea of what to include in the release and how it should look. Um, I would spend a little bit more time on the actual message, what it is that you're announcing. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I always tell people is don't look at press releases that others in your industry are doing, because most of the times they're failing. So, you know, look at how the press release is written and constructed, and that would be a good model for you. But really try to hone in there as to reverse engineer a message that's going to resonate with a journalist, because a journalist is really a gatekeeper. And they're deciding, is this story worthy of being shared with my audience? And what can you do to make your message more uh, engaging or pique the interest of the journalist who would want to share it with his audience? Um, you know, for those reasons, there are certain things that stand out. Um, yearly predictions, like what are your top 10 predictions in your, uh, you know, uh, auto shop owners for the year, your top 10 things you can do for your car uh, for the summer, for the fall, for winter, uh, you know, top 10 winterizing ideas or gift ideas uh, for uh, car owners or something like that. There's, there's lots of things that you can create that makes it very easy because top 10 lists are easy for journalists to copy and paste and newspapers under deadline and they've got a little space to fill. And all of a sudden your, your, your top 10 things slides in or your yearly predictions or something like that. It makes it really easy for them to just copy and paste and use it almost as is. And so just make sure you have a really great quote in there that really grounds who you are and what you're about. And I, I think that, you know, all of these things can really do a service to busy journalists. They're overworked. They're having to do just like everybody else, it seems they're having to do the work of two people. And so anything that you can do to sort of help them by creating ready-made content, I think can do really well. Now, talk about credibility a little bit, you know, because using a press release and having it picked up will give credibility to the business, which invariably for a shop owner can lead to profitability, right? Correct. Absolutely. So anytime that you get turned into an article and someone has printed you, 
it is a huge credibility indicator. It, it's like an implied endorsement where the journalist chose you out of all the other people that could have been chosen in your market, you were chosen and singled out. As a result, you know, the people that know you are going to feel like, wow, that's great. The people that have heard of you but haven't used you are going to say, hey, if I was on the fence about using them before, I'm certainly now going to be pushed over. And so also you'll have the instances where people who had never heard of you now have, and they feel like, ah, they, you know, they're, they're close by, or this seems convenient to me. I'm, I'm going to check them out next time I, I need to use a service. So talk a little bit about press release etiquette. So for the shop owner that wants to submit a press release, he's got his inbox open. Does he need to, you know, paste the text in along with a PDF for a Word document? Or does he just put just the Word document in and say, you know, a little introduction about himself, what the story yeah. is about? I would, uh, you want to just include a Word document. Um, they're not, they don't love PDFs, but uh, I think that uh, having an introduction of who you are in the body of the email and then say, I've also attached this press release. And you might just really succinctly in a sentence or two, give them the, the you know, the, the high newsworthy message that you have could be the headline. Uh, or it could be something else that sort of maybe builds on the headline uh, and why this is an important story that they should consider. And do you have any like subject line tips, you know, to keep, you know, uh, a shop owner out of the spam filter or keep the shop owner out of the trash can, essentially? I think in these cases, we're talking about local media. So I don't think that it has to be like, you know, really advanced. I think that, uh, you know, anything that makes you seem like a local person, I would put your, perhaps your name or your shop's name in there, uh, you know, make it clear that you're in the local market and, you know, just make it very introductory. And I think that, uh, you know, that that can do well, you can play around with different things and see if something works better than not. But I feel that with local media, you get opened most of the time. Uh, it's just a matter of whether what you're in, uh, sending out is engaging enough for them to turn into an article. And as far as follow up, you know, let's say a, a send a press release out and I don't hear anything back in a few days or maybe a week. Like what's the what's the etiquette for follow up and how does follow up get handled so that you don't become like an annoyance to a journalist? Right. So there's two camps out there. There are those who say you shoot your pitch. It didn't land and you move on, and then you consider them the next time you have a message. There are those who like to follow up, try to get them on the phone or get a, a response through email. You gotta remember these people are really, really busy and they're browsing a lot of stuff. So I am in the camp of you know, maybe one reply and maybe tack on something else, like say, hey, I, I'm just following up on the previous message I sent you, always include the previous message that you sent them, including the attachment, because, you know, maybe they deleted that previous email and now you're replying to it and you didn't include the press release. And they're now like scratching their head and frustrated with you following up and they don't have the original um, document. So when you do re reply back to them, include the original thing, you might want to add one more additional line about why this matters and why it matters now. And uh, after that, I would just consider it done and wait until you have your next newsworthy announcement. I do say that when you're looking to really engage local media, try to do it three or four times a year. You know, even if you have to work on it and try to figure out what it is I could announce, you know, look at competitors and other markets, see what kind of stories get to print. And so if you see 
Like maybe your brother-in-law lives in Cleveland and you're in Cincinnati and you follow, uh, you know, auto news in that market. Uh, you see something, an article that's really interesting and you're like, I could be plugged into an article like this. So you can then pitch it to your local media. Now you never pitch it as, hey, I saw in this other market, this article, and I feel like I could be plugged into the same article here. What you have to do is say, I'm tr I saw, I see in my industry, there's a lot of trends about this subject. And this has become really hot right now to talk about what is it repairing electrical cars, uh, EVs, or, uh, you know, different things along those lines, whatever it is that you're choosing to, to highlight and say, I would love to talk with you more and, ha and have you consider writing an article about this. So you never want people to know that this is a story idea you got from somewhere else, but you can talk about, I've seen this trending message in my uh, thing in my industry, this trending hot topic, this be a really compelling thing. And I feel like, um, you know, this would be a great article for you. And I could be plugged in very easily. Here's, you know, again, try to put a pretty uh, pre-made quote in there uh, that's relevant because like I said, journalists love to build stories. And if you've got a great quote, they can build a story around it. All right. And so before we wrap up, do you have any additional tips, tactics, or strategies you'd like to share with shop owners about how to make the, the press release, you know, sing for them? Sure. I, I, I think that, um, you know, the headline is the most important part. Uh, you want to be succinct and not playful. You know, puns are for the end users, the consumers, but for the journalists, they're just looking for the meat. They want to know that this is relevant to them. Uh, so anything that you can do in the headline uh, is, is going to be really relevant there. I think that, um, you know, when it comes to uh, the ideas and what you're announcing, uh, remember to be authentic, own your story. Don't be afraid of sharing uh, embarrassing moments. Uh, lots of publications love to have these little, uh, you know, uh, champion the day, you know, David versus Goliath, the little people who overcame obstacles. They had some embarrassing blunders in their past. It makes you human and it relatable. And uh, you stand a really good chance of getting picked up when you're really authentic and, you know, uh, you know, getting out there, avoid the imposter syndrome. I mean, one of the, you know, when we did the survey for the uh, auto repair shop in Pennsylvania, they kept telling me, I can't send out a, 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 a survey in my industry. Who am I to do this? And I'm like, there are no rules on who can do a survey. There are no rules as to who can send out the news. And, you know, by you doing the survey, you have made yourself newsworthy. You are the author of the survey. And then you put together the press release with the results of the survey and what were the biggest aha moments and, you know, put those in the release. You know, it's one of those things that I think a lot of small businesses don't realize that the media actually likes smaller businesses than big businesses. They know that the large uh, uh, companies in your area can afford to advertise. They like to be curators of the small discoveries, the small little shops that people don't know about. And so I think that you, you don't realize how easy it could be potentially for you to get media attention being a, a, a small player and in, in, in in even in a small market. All right, Mickey, and then for any shop owner who may be interested in having you work uh, with them on press releases, how can they get a hold of you? So uh, our website is ereleases.com. We have uh, phone numbers there to talk about our staff. We have only editors, no salespeople. 
there's also chat on the website as well. I do want to tell people that when it comes to building out strategic story ideas, I have a free master class on that. And it's available at ereleases.com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N. And it's less than an hour video, but anybody who goes through it will be able to do an audit their shop and come up with ideas that potentially could be newsworthy that they themselves could pitch to local media. Awesome. Well, Mickey, thank you so much for your time today. You're very welcome. Glad to talk with you. All right. Thank you very much. And that'll do it for us here today at Ratchet and Rich Radio. May the rest of your day be the best of your day. And we'll see you next week.